the I'm ready to go. I'm ready to go. Uh, yes. Uh, what are we doing? Podcast. Hello and welcome. I'm Steve. And I'm Al. And I'm Brett. And this is Fools with Tools, a podcast for the bantering bucket right, which is definitely a thing. Thank you, Al. 100%. Uh, so, gentlemen, how are we? What's everyone been up to, Al? Uh, so, I had a week off work, which was much needed uh, and very pleasant. Um, and decided after almost three years of freezing my beards off um, to actually get around to insulating the shack, which sounds simple, but it basically involved completely refitting the whole workshop. So taking everything out, removing all the shelves, everything, all the storage and stuff, Brett, that we'd kind of bodged together over the years and yeah. um, basically using all the, the stud wall cavities for shelving and stuff. It just all had to come out. Mm-hmm. Um, and Phil from Darkstar had recently um, basically like renovated his loft into kind of like a bedroom. So he'd redone all the insulation. So he gave me all his old insulation, which is really good. Um, and it was a case of filling it in, skinning it, and then starting again. And it was, I thought I was going to lose loads of space, but actually it was the opposite. It kind of, it made me rethink the space totally and, and much more efficient use of it and having purpose for where the things are instead of just having everything on the floor and stepping over it. I could actually see the floor for the first time <laughs> in a long time, which is great. Um and also not having all the kind of the holes in the wall and the cavities and stuff, it's made it super bright. So all the light bounces back into the shack. So it actually feels like a much bigger space now, um, which is a bit counterintuitive because it's technically smaller. Um, because I've made them more of the space and it's cleaner and tidier and brighter, it's just a much nicer place to be in. Who, the the again? Get the phone. Who rings a landline? Get the phone. Answer it. Answer it live on air. Answer it on air. Hello, Al's Hack Shack. Hello. You're interrupting a live podcast. <laughs> no? Okay, I'll speak to you later. <laughs> I don't even know my phone number, so I don't know who the fuck rings a <laughs> landline in 2002-0. It's definitely just a cold caller. Indian call center. Um yeah. Yeah, so now I have a, a a warm, bright, and also like sunshiny sound, day, soundproof, shiny, shiny, happy people, but soundproof as well. So it's like much more. It's less. What? Well, there isn't wind blowing through it for one, mm. which, which is a good start. The smoke from the forge doesn't go into the shack anymore, which is also Yay. Good. <laughs> um, yeah, and it's just a, a much more pleasant and more productive environment. Woohoo! Sounds lovely. That's it, and now I'm, back, it, now I'm back at work. That's really Yay, interesting. Work. That, that's really interesting to know that even though you've you've made the space, you know, a few inches from the studding, you've now made it all smaller, but it feels bigger. Yeah. Like I understand you, know, you said I was it was counterintuitive. Like, I'm limited for space as it is. I'm now gonna make it like, you know, like half a foot smaller in all directions. Yeah. Um, and lose all this shelf space, but just made me rethink things like this could be mounted vertically, this could be, you know, horizontal, this could be up in the rafters as well. So, like making re- use of the roof space for stuff, which is super well, nice. 
One of the other things that I noticed on the video that you've done is the fact that rather than just going, oh, I've got this thing, I'm just going to throw it on the wall here, you've actually <laughs> gone, oh, I wonder how I could hold, like, put this on the wall and mount it so it looks nice and yeah, actually organize That's how it and, works. And, and shit like that. And it's it's been really, really cool. Because it's, <laughs> it's, it's gone from being just like everything being just thrown at the wall and seeing what sticks to yeah. it actually being kind of thought out. Although yeah. I'm still very upset that the door no longer holds all of your spray cans <laughs> that made me happy my favorite was the baby arm the baby arm still gets reused it's, yeah, thing got... it's a perfect hook the it, in in the spray cans defense they had migrated from the door to a, a roof storage solution anyway so they were just there for comedy effect more than anything fantastic <laughs> like maybe i can attach like a few to the door so they always fall out every time i open the door <laughs> yes it obviously made me happy to see the organization, but it still feels like your space. Yeah. Organization you know, similar to small O. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was two years ago when, when it was me, you and Sophie, it was silly just to just to know that it was like an attempt at organization, but then also learning how Al's brain worked and how his space needed to be. And now that you've made it this let's say evolution in the space where it's, it's the exact same structure, but it's changing. And now you have the forge outside too. I'm, I'm really looking forward to seeing what comes out of the shack this year. Yeah. It was, it was like, again, it was, so Carol, Carol has been here for, for a couple of weeks as well. Hi Carol. Hi. It probably wouldn't have gone the way it would have if I'd done it on my, if I'd done it on my own. Mm-hmm. But if I'd have attempted to do that, it would have been very similar to kind of the previous system, which was just bodge it all together, screw everything back where it was, and kind of, kind of quickly try and solve things so I can get on with stuff. Yeah, but because there was not only help in terms of like organization and labor and effort, but it was like input, so like someone else's perspective. So like having Carol say. Is this where you want this? Is this the tools you use? Is this, you know, it, it's made me think about things. And I think it's mm-hmm. that 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 extra step of going, oh, actually, having <laughs> having having to stop and just go, is this the best way to do it? Helps a lot more. Mm-hmm. So having having involvement, having someone else help. Although I do like to do things on my own, and I do like kind of the the, the hack shack approach to things. Yeah, sensible wise and kind of function wise. It is really beneficial to have someone someone help you, and mm-hmm. someone have a, a like a point of view as well and a perspective. Yeah. Um. So we yeah we 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 smashed it out like in a, quite an impressive time as well to 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 get the whole thing stripped out like and and insulated and yeah like three days to do the whole thing. Oh my! Um, which essentially was like a shop refit. Um, yeah. Yeah, it was it was it was impressive, <laughs> and it wasn't like crazy like backbreaking stuff. It was it was um, just a lot of think a lot of like ruthlessness as well. Like, do we really need this? Is this really mm-hmm. helpful? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, what tools do you actually use? So it was like a case of going through going through the shelves and going, I don't really use that. Like, you know, the the, the chop saw is the thing I use the most. The, the 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 drill driver is the thing I use the most. You know, hand saws, getting them on the wall, and like yeah. even the tool wall became like top 10 tools yeah nice it was super helpful oh uh, um yeah that that kicks me into I'm, I'm just gonna go ahead and jump into what my last couple of weeks have been because um i i feel like 
since I got back into Kansas City for the holidays, uh, I kind of got some requests from some friends and some friends of friends. Um, the first of which was building a railing for a house. And it felt like I was uh, helping the family out there. They're friends of the family and they have three little young ones uh, that <laughs> there was a 15 foot drop off of their patio in the back, as well as some other areas that are quite dangerous to the little ones. Um, and the, the homeowner's, one of them is a really good hobby, like blue collar, can make stuff, can work hard and build things he's never built before, but just has no time. Um, so a little bit of concepting led to me knocking that out, which felt really good. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're really happy with, with how it turned out. And it is, you know, end of the day, it's just a railing, but it felt good to help somebody out because it was a lot of just their input and what they wanted. And then execution and some ideas and some additives from my end. Um, but like two or three days after that, I ended up going and seeing my friend Nick, who I started woodworking with terrible woodworking with 10 years ago. And it was out of his garage. We had three or four tools. And the first thing we made was a workbench, which was Hmm. horribly made and not square. Um, and now here we are, years later and I stopped back by and it turns out his, you know, life's been a bit rough and we all kind of go through those phases of, you know, responsibilities get shifted around and he basically hasn't been able to work in the workshop in the better part of three or four months. And he just recently got married and he and his wife are dealing with, you know, all these financial things that popped up out of nowhere and, and having to reprioritize so the shop took the hit and there was, you know, it was trash. There were half done projects. It was dirty, disorganized, which Nick is a very organized person. And so you could just see that the his workshop had just taken the brunt of what life had thrown. And so we agreed that I was going to come in bright and early and we were going to spend the entire day getting it back in order. Mm-hmm, nice. And... In a similar way to how yours went, it was just an input situation. And I think I've gotten more comfortable with that. And Al, I know I cracked jokes with you about uh, when I was out there at yours. But I think over the time that I've been doing the like clean shop, happy shop thing, I've gotten I've gotten more comfortable with the idea that it's it's not about me saying what your workshop needs to look like or how clean. It's more just like, how can we boost this? How can we make your shop so fit you and and work for you well i said said at the time in in this video is like when i built this like may 2017 i had no idea what was going to be happening in that shop Mm -hmm. like i had no idea what tools were going to be in there there were no tools in there like i joke like at the end of the first video i joked there was just a a table in there with a handsaw on it like here's my right that was all that was in there so to, to it would be arrogant to think that I, I knew how everything had to be laid out and knew how everything was going to work. Yeah. It was starting from zero. Yeah. So over, over that time and, and with, with other people's input, it's like, Oh yeah, this is, this could work like this. Or, you know, I do it this way or I've seen, I've seen other people do it that way. That, that super helps when you see like other people's shops as well. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's a really smart idea. Or, well, yeah. You get to pick and choose. Right. Yeah, so exactly. Nick being in this garage, I knew the space from years back. But now he's upgraded and has a few more tools and has a table saw, which we didn't have. Um, 
and he has this beautiful organized tool wall, which is it it speaks to me because it's just lots of hand tools and uh, measuring devices and marking devices all up on this wall, and it's very beautiful. And the rest of the shop was a nightmare. Um, and it took us, you know, eight or nine hours to put it back together and get it in working order. And all I was doing was, was cleaning. And like you said, uh, when you were guys were working on your shop, a lot of it was being ruthless and just saying, you don't need this anymore. And, and not in that, like battling the hoarder of, of like, stop keeping all of your scraps. Um, Nick happens to work on really high-end furniture and and handmade like walnut furniture so his offcuts are great mm-hmm. and his scrap is very usable um and what ended up happening it, it kind of clicked in my head while we were working tracy and katrina who teach the woodworking classes up at jimmy's live a mile away from nick and they'd never met each other i'd i'd kind of introduced them through the social media space just very briefly and so I go, right, we're going to do a field trip. And we loaded all of his scrap, which is this beautiful stuff, perfect for spoons and bowls and smaller uh, smaller hand-carved items that, you know, Tracy and Katrina will do. And we showed up and I introduced them. We looked around their space and Tracy's workshop is like, it's organized, but there's it's so much. Like I, I was like, I can't start cleaning again. I've already been doing this nine hours. <laughs> like this is gonna be tough. But they work really well. And it turns out, you know, the stuff that we dropped off, they were so happy because they never get these beautiful cuts of walnut or it's hard to find for them. And so I got to make this connection. It's like one man's trash is another man's treasure type of deal, you know. And now it turns out they'll probably work well with each other because Nick could use some uh display items for when he does shows or or takes photos of his work and he can put you know their bowls and spoons and handmade items on top and they can kind of cross-pollinate in that way but it all spawned from just needing to clean nick's shop (laughs) and that made me feel so good by the end of the day to make like to not only i mean nick admitted to me and and we've been friends for a long time and it was just really sweet because he admittedly it was like yeah shit's been a little bit hectic recently and it's been tough to even motivate myself to get out in the shop let alone know that i have to clean it um because it was unusable i mean you couldn't walk through the floor because it was all covered in scrap and stuff so i feel like there was less input at that moment and more just accepting like you just want to help a friend out like it's hard to do that shit alone it's really difficult to admit that you've kind of been defeated a little bit or that, that you're maybe on that downswing and you could really just use a boost up but uh, and there, like it, it it does kind of encourage the ruthlessness as well because you kind of like you, you tell yourself it's like yeah i don't really need that <laughs> like i don't really need those little bits of wire anymore yeah like, if you're on your own you can kind of like secretly screw it back away and go it'll <laughs> come in handy at some point yeah. but just have it even just having somebody in the the, the fucking vicinity watching you you're like yeah yeah this is really embarrassing uh, i we <laughs> we talked about it at one point though it a lot of it is having somebody there that knows you mm-hmm. and has absolutely zero judgment to cast like i understand 
It's dirty. You don't have to tell me why it's dirty. You don't need to justify like, oh, I just, I'm sorry. You know, I'll sweep that space up. It's a little dirty over there. It's like, dude, I'm here covered in dirt and dust and grime. I'm fine. And I'm not judging. We're here to clean. You know, there's, I feel like I've had it in the past where somebody comes over and is like, oh, I'll help you clean your space. And you're like, I don't know you that well. And now I'm embarrassed by everything. (laughs) Or now I'm questioning everything, which maybe that was a younger me. I don't really tend to give a shit anymore, but there was something really, uh, there was something really nice about the lack of judgment and, and just full motivation and acceptance of being ruthless, getting rid, knowing that somebody else that you've known for a long time can look at this kind of dirty and, and disheveled workspace and just go, you're not upsetting me. I'm here to help. What are we throwing away? And you just go, yeah, let's throw away that entire thing over there. And you go, yay. And you have a little dance party about it. And then I took it over to Katrina's and Tracy's and they were super happy because they wanted the, they wanted the trash. It wasn't trash. It was amazing stuff. Like super expensive cuts of walnut probably. But, um, that felt really good just to help. And, and honestly, I think that's something that I just like to see, uh, happen more, I guess, or, or that like spreading of good vibrary that I always talk about. You don't always need help or, you know, it's kind of hard to ask for help, especially considering that took us eight hours. It was two of us, eight hours, and it's a small garage. It's, that's like a big investment for most people that don't have a lot of time anyways to spend in the shop to know that you have to spend eight hours before you can even do anything. Um, but I think it's really helpful and, and not to speak for Nick, but I, I feel like very often it's, it's difficult to even reach out and go, you know, I'm a bit under the gun and I could really use some help. And I'm sorry that it's just going to be a bunch of like dirty cleanup, but I could really use the help. <laughs> Made me feel good. It was a good thing. Yeah. Wait, what? Steve, what have you been up to? Oh, (laughs) I definitely didn't actually hear what you said because you went all muffled. So, sorry. Uh, Not much. That's it. Okay, so. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, following on from a similar sort of theme, um, after cleaning up the work workshop, uh, and doing all that and uh, actually getting to spend like half a day mucking around and playing um, in the workshop, uh, which is really cool because I got to make a little friction folder um, based off of uh, one of the ones that um, Jeff Fetter makes. Um, uh, actually, whilst I say that, uh, i just like to say that I was listening to the latest, I think, Knife Talk podcast, uh, and they give us a little shout out. So thanks, guys. Um, yeah, got to make a little um, friction folder first. Um, first time I've made a knife of that style. It was really good fun. Um, again, I'm not really much of a knife guy, but I seem to have like all I've made uh, over the last month seems to have been like miniature knives. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, but yeah, that was uh, that was good. Then. Um, after finishing work, work, uh, just before Christmas, um, I got to go into my workshop for the first time in a very long time um, for more than like 20 minutes. And yeah, the place was a shithole. Um, there was 
crap everywhere. Everything like because every time I've been in there, it was just I need to quickly do this thing, go straight in, yeah, grab tools out, chuck them down, leave them as they are, get back to sort something else out. Um, and uh, yeah, it, it was a fucking mess. So I spent a bit of time cleaning all that up, reorganizing things a little bit. Um, then went in there to uh, finish making something else and pretty much every tool that I have that does some form of cutting uh, tried to kill me. That was uh, that was a fun day. Um, but yeah, so I mucked around with that uh, a little bit, got to play in my workshop and make a couple of little things, um, like just finishing stuff off. Uh, I got to make uh, Al, uh, not you, Al, but Alex Pohl. Uh, every year, we, me and Joe make Al a little present and I made him a tiny miniature chest knife. Mm-hmm. Um, which also happened to be the first chef's knife I've ever done and the first full tang blade I've ever done. So that was it. I basically just did it as a kind of an excuse to practice those techniques. Um, and yeah, it was actually really fun. And it's pro- possibly the best grind on a knife I've ever done. <laughs> uh, and it's really disappointing that it's the size of my thumb. But when, um, you, when you first posted it, like there was no banana for scale. Yeah, I was just like, oh, Steve's made a nice knife. Yeah, <laughs> and it's exactly. like, oh, it's fucking tiny. Yeah, <laughs> like ten times as impressive. I've only just realised as well. I could have used the fucking uh, fools with tool scaling banana. Exactly. Alex. Oh man. The- um, but yeah. Uh, so after that, um, we like had every intent- intention of having quite a nice, relaxing few weeks. Um, except uh, Jazz's mum fell over and broke her shoulder blade. Oh, uh, which is incredibly painful. Um, and she's also a full-time carer for her mum. So me and Jazz started like, having to go over there and, and kind of help out there a bit. Then uh, my dad put his back out and my mum fell over uh, walking through the village and bruised her hip and broke a couple of ribs. Well, not broke, but like cracked a couple of ribs. What is um, happening? So we ended up spending a lot of Christmas just kind of looking after other people um and then so that was like our christmas day and our boxing day like spending with families and basically doing all of the work for them so everyone could just kind of relax and sit down um and then uh just after boxing day a couple of friends came over um friends who i barely ever get to see and we'd kind of made a firm plan like right you guys are coming over on these days you're going to stay the night so we can all have a drink and relax and chill out um and he bought a uh an iMac with him and was like Steve can you fix this and I was like I don't fucking I don't know how Macs work and uh so I was like it yeah <laughs> yeah apparently not because this thing took me fucking ages to fix um so I was like uh, yeah okay I was kind of hoping I was gonna get to chill out a bit but yeah okay I'll fix your fucking computer um so I spent hours trying to get it sorted. Eventually had to leave it to do some stuff overnight as well because it was late and I started drinking. I was like, I'm not going to be able to fix this now. I'm just going to leave it running overnight. Um, so I got that sorted and working and said to him in the morning, I was like, all right, okay, so your Mac's sorted. You can take it home and let's just relax. At which point he turned around and was like, oh yeah, no, that's not my Mac. It's yours. No, the carpenter Uh, built his own house and yeah basically it was his dad's old mac that had broke he'd tried to fix it and couldn't and basically was bringing it over to see if i could fix it so that he could give it to me because his dad had just gone out and bought a new mac um 
So that was fucking lovely and awesome. And it means that I've now got a machine that I can actually edit videos on without it taking forever. Uh, Which leads into me uh, actually getting to play a little bit with uh, Illustrator. Al, I've spoken to you about this a little bit already because I I don't know how computers work um and uh professional it technician yeah. <laughs> um but yeah it's it's really nice to actually finally get to, to have a bit of time um doing some stuff with that uh i've kind of set myself a personal goal of um trying to learn illustrate to the point where i can actually use it when i want to do things rather than having to spend four hours on google um but yeah so uh i'm playing around with that a little bit um Whilst we're on the subject, actually, of people uh, giving things to people, um, I'd just like to publicly announce that Jamie Reader is a dickhead. This is true. Um, Yeah. Uh, And then yesterday, uh, I managed to move my aunt and uncle out of their old house and into their new house and managed to drink half a bottle of water for the entire day and one ham roll. So today I'm super dehydrated, super <laughs> sore, and feel like shit. And the only reason that I had half a bottle of water is because my lovely sister decided to see my water bottle and pack it in with all her kitchen stuff. So it's in a box somewhere. Um, but yeah, so today I feel like shit. But luckily, uh, Caro is currently cheering me up by sending me videos of dogs with glasses with wipers on. Uh, whilst I'm recording a podcast, which isn't at all distracting. Um, so yeah, that's uh, it's kind of what I've been up to. It's been uh, it's been a really hectic time off. Yeah, not really a time off at all. Yeah, but back to work. Yeah, yesterday. So yay! But yeah, did you get the windows fitted in the forge up at the top? The windows? You gonna? Oh, yeah, no, because uh, no. it was too wet and rainy, yeah. and I kind of told Al that I didn't want to go up a ladder with <laughs> a six-by-four bit of fucking corrugated perspex. Um, so, yeah, that's that's probably what I'm going to be doing on Monday. Mm. should be fun. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's kind of it. I had, to, I had something else I was going to say then, and I've already forgotten it because my brain doesn't work because I'm dehydrated. I'm going to drink some water. Perfect. Slurp. Well, I don't know about you guys, and I'm I'm not really one for resolutions or, or New Year's plannings, but I feel like I, there's a lot of fun stuff or there's a lot of potential um, events and, and goings on this year that I'm super excited about. And yes, it probably has a lot to do with me making the switch over, and I'm in the middle of the move currently. Um, I'm actually leaving after the podcast to go even further west to the deserts, to the deserts of the tree of, of Josh. <laughs> um, but I'm, I'm really looking forward to it because, yeah, being that it's the new year and timing wise, I feel like there's it's a whole new situation and I'm, I'm ready for the next adventure to be happening. But I like knowing that a few of the things planned this year are are kind of they become staples, right? Like everyone's already looking forward to Maker Central. And I don't want to talk about like the upcoming events and everything that we're looking forward to. But even though I'm moving and I'm changing my shop and life situation, 
I I know that here in a couple of months I'll be right back where we were the last two years, um, for a super fun event. I don't know how classes are going to change. You know, I don't know if I'll see Steve for another another axe making class or something. I'd have to travel travel to gyms first. But as far as as you or your schedules. Do you guys have anything that's happening this year that's maybe for the first time ever or something that's new uh, that's coming at you this year that, that hasn't happened before? Esteban? Uh, yes. Caro, <laughs> stop sending him dog <laughs> pictures. No, that wasn't Caro. That was just because I was desperately trying to think, shit, what have I got on this year? Because we've kind of made a... Uh, a thing of not thinking about what's coming up this year until I'm back at work properly, just because our entire life at the, for the last like year and a half has been like, shit, I can't do that. Cause I'm thinking I've got six months in time. I'm doing this. And it was just kind of having a bit of time out from constantly looking at my calendar. Um, but yes, we've got lots of uh, exciting things coming up. Um, well, this is your first full some, year, correct? Uh, it will be in, uh may um, well no, no no i'm saying that you're starting off this year like this is this is the first full year that you will be under like blacksmith employment full-time yes but in terms of schedule that actually makes it a lot easier um just because i'm not trying to balance work and work um, right but but yeah we're 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 doing lots of things this year that we haven't done before not many of them i'm allowed to talk about yet um <laughs> it's yeah um but all right then keep your secrets well it's not my secret to keep it's it's other people's secrets um so yeah there's things i really want to talk about that i can't but we might be doing some other uh bits that we have done before so we might be going out to um america again and maybe going to some new places doing the same sort of thing um we might be going or we we are going to sweden um in the summer end of summer um but i can't really talk about what we're going to be doing yet (laughs) Uh, yeah uh yeah unfortunately like almost all the new stuff that i want to talk about i can't because was it the last good life last year so is that not happening this year uh no it was the last port elliot this year and this is only a rumor uh but that this year might be the last Good Life Festival. So if you don't know what the Good Life experience is and you live in the UK, go check it out. Come along because it's so much fun. Um, It's a really nice thing. And you'll quite possibly get to see Al cooking spatchcock chicken whilst me, Al and Joe play around with fire. And it's glorious. Um, Bring your dogs. And you can bring your dogs, yeah. Which is Bring your dogs. So many good dogs. Um, <laughs> but yeah, we, we've got lots of festivals. In fact, we've got uh, a few festivals that are missing from the normal schedule this year because they're taking like fallow years or they're um, they're just not running anymore or whatever. Uh, so we've got a couple festivals that we might be doing instead. We might be going out to Ireland at one point as well for a festival. But again, it's, it's not confirmed, so I can't really talk too much about it. But yeah, it's more of the same, but more and better. Yeah, oh, what over to you. Um, I've 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 got something coming up this year that, that I've never done before. I'm super. What's that? 
It's the West Coker annual village wassail. Yeah! <laughs> Which it's means as much to anyone listening as it does to me. <laughs> but I do know that something about stapling bread to a tree or something. <laughs> or shooting, bre- shooting bread. Bread, not bread. Shooting bread in a tree that's soaked in booze. So Close. it's essentially, it is to wake up the trees. Um, <laughs> By shooting them with bread. It's cider-soaked toast. You oh. hang it in the tree. Isn't that like a public school boys game? <laughs> that's, that's a different thing you're thinking of. Okay. Um, but yeah, you hang the toast in the tree uh, and then shoot <laughs> it. But before you do that, whilst people are hanging the toast in the tree, you basically walk around with pots and pans making as, as much noise as possible. I'm down with so, this. So depending on what time you get down, uh, we might have a little forge time and make some triangles to take along to it so we can make some noise. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's going to be it's good. Just, we've talked about that event a couple of times before, and it's still delightful every single yeah. time. <laughs> but it's, it's you know, um, for... Those of you that were there this year for the uh, last year for the aftersmithing um, event uh, back here, Aftermaker Central, uh, we went around the Twine Works and Ross, the guy that was handing out the really vinegary cider, mm-hmm. um, he's the guy that organises it. And when you turn up, uh, you basically asked if you want cider or if you'd like a, a malt whiskey. And uh, I stupidly said cider. Jazz said, oh, I'll have a whiskey, thinking she was going to get a shot of whiskey in a glass. And he just filled up a half pint glass full of whiskey. <laughs> really nice whiskey as well. Uh, and then we ended up uh, back at the village hall for poetry readings and bands and like an open mic thing. And it nice. was fucking wonderful. So, yeah, there's <laughs> it's that. It's weird to have that kind of sort of village fate thing at this time of year. It feels yeah. more kind of like a spring or summer thing, but I'm down. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, you'll, you'll love it. It's gonna be great. <laughs> I like. I can just imagine just like Kate Bush, just like running around the fucking fields, like, <laughs> floaty and kind of like medieval and yeah, spiritual. Yeah, it's 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 more just an excuse to get really drunk and shoot a gun at a tree. <laughs> I mean, I've been I've been back in Kansas for three weeks. I've already seen that happen like five or six times. <laughs> which is what we do here. <laughs> Hold on, hold my beer. I'm gonna shoot this tree. Where's your toast? Where's your toast? <laughs> it's not toast here. It's biscuits, and your guys' biscuits is different than biscuits here. Yeah, because we have biscuits. You have scones. They're not the same, though. They're not a scone. No. Is this like pastry <laughs> sweet? Yeah, <laughs> here's the worst. Uh, yeah. Well, I I feel. I feel like this year is going, you know, I feel like I say this every fucking year, but I'm really excited for this year because I feel like being a little bit more in control of my, my schedule or my, um, yeah, mostly just my schedule. Like I'm, I'm going to be able to make more decisions on where I want to go or where I want to spend my, my extracurricular time. Um, I'm hoping that the travel I'm hoping to travel more and kind of experience, um, you know, more of the people out there, more of the makers out there that I've been friends with, but have either never met or haven't been close enough to do anything together. Um, I I know that 
you know, the events that we've got uh, coming up over the next few months are, it's weird. So I, I know I can't go into like too much detail. I'll pull a Steve and go, well, I'm going to be really secretive, but all of this stuff sounds fun. Um, last year we did spring make in Cleveland and a few people have been popping up around the, um, they're calling it like summer school now, maker summer school. Ellen got announced as being one of the teachers for the sewing stuff. That is so cool. Um, I'm still working out some details with Craig, but I might be doing something there again. I'm hoping to be involved. And that would be, uh, for some reason, I'm looking at that event as as kind of a placeholder. of Like Maker Central is going to be fun, but we've done that a couple of years around this Maker Summer Camp, Summer School thing that they're doing will be uh, kind of the first, the first ask outside of being part of of gym shop and not not in like a condescending way it's like i met craig the guy who puts the event together by way of jimmy you know because of my involvement there i went to the first lincoln event and then it became spring make and now it's summer school and for some reason if you know hopefully i get to be involved in this one but it's gonna feel it's going to feel really nice to to have something that is a relationship that got developed over the last couple of years. But now this is more of an individual or like this is me traveling to Cleveland. Last year I was in the envoy of like Derek and Chris and Paul and Jimmy. This will be. This will be more of the independence and more of the individual approach to it. And that marker of the summer camp thing started to kind of open up to the rest of the year of going, wow, all pretty much anything I do from here on is going to be me. Yeah. <laughs> like I'm not at the whim of anybody else or I'm not on anybody else's schedule. Yeah. And it is a weird feeling, but it is very invigorating and, and kind of uh, it's exciting more than anything. Yeah. Like it's that. just a random feeling that I've been having. That wasn't a question. <laughs> no, I know. I know what you mean. It's not, it's not about resolutions and I'm the same. I, I kind of think, you know, it, 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 it reminds me of kind of the political promises that, that people have been making. So with the, with the election that was just before, before Christmas, all this talk of what you're going to do. And it's like, you've been in power for 10 years. Why weren't you doing it then? Yeah. Yeah. It's like, you don't need, you don't need some sort of weird, like event to suddenly change your attitude or change your approach or something, or, or think that you need to change. Like, you know, you can also just keep doing what you're doing. Mm-hmm. If, if if you're on the right path, it doesn't necessarily have to mean that, oh my God, the, the calendar's ticked over. We suddenly need to rethink everything. It's like, no. by all means, you know, uh, have an open mind, but, you know, keep going. Yeah, <laughs> the right. idea of keeping keeping on, keeping on. Um, but I do, I do like this idea of like a, a clean approach or a clean slate to something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Whether that be literally, you know, cleverness well, it- tidiness or you know com- coming at an event from a different thing so like you say you, you were with one crew but now you're with a different crew or you're on your own and it's like the the dynamics totally going to change even though it's still you going to the same thing yeah it's i like that i like that aspect of it though where it's it's just keeping going mm-hmm. i mean this is this has been the direction that things have been going for a couple of years so 
that's not really changing. It's just a little bit of the environment and the approach. But we're still just keeping on the same path that we have been, right? Yeah. And Steve, obviously things are bigger and better hopefully this year, but it's still just steady going. Like you you just going in the same pace, maybe a bit faster, maybe a bit more work, but uh it's exciting seeing this. It's 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 not a ton of change and you don't have to click the calendar over. You're right, Al. It's it's more just like, okay, another day has passed. Now we have 365 before the next one. Yeah. I mean, I think the thing is with the whole point about uh, new year, new me and like resolutions and all that sort of shit is it's just, it's a good excuse to, um, to kind of look back and evaluate on where you've been for the last or what you've done, done and what you've achieved for the last 12 months. Um, yeah it's it, it's a convenience thing and because everyone else is doing it that I think a lot of people kind of um do it because everyone else is doing it rather than going rather than like every few weeks going like right what have I actually done over the last month or two what have I achieved and like doing um doing this podcast you we have to do that weekly anyway um and I think a lot of people that uh that are in this community because they're constantly um sharing what they do and what they achieve um and it's the same to be fair with anyone that uses social media even if it's just you know posting what you've cooked on facebook sort of thing like you're forced to constantly look at what you've achieved and like with uh the uh facebook and instagram and all that sort of stuff where where it's constantly saying showing you your memories um so you, you you're always looking back and you're always doing it and i think it's something that people didn't necessarily do quite as often before but now there's there's more reason to so i think like the impact of the new year is lessened by the fact that actually as a society we do tend to look back on ourselves and and what we've achieved more often than just once a year yeah i I think the the there's been loads of things popping up about like me in 2009 me in 2019 i don't know whatever it is um as if like that matters, yes. Yeah. <laughs> like what you were doing ten years ago, you know, is somehow a reflection of what you're doing now. Or, I mean, a lot of it's kind of vanity and look how fat I am, or look how fat I was, or whatever. <laughs> but it it being, yeah, any sort of measure or relevant. I, I mean, the world has changed so much in ten years. Like, what 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 did you expect to happen? Yeah. Like, yes, we're not. We haven't got hoverboards, real ones. Yeah, it'd um, be more impressive if you stayed exactly the same. Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm still fucking keeping on keeping on, you know, life's yeah. a garden, dig it. But it, 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 <laughs> actually it's pronounced like Dirte. <laughs> Don't try and church it up, son. <laughs> um but Steve, what you're talking about like achievements and th- this idea of of having to I think the, the, the podcast sort of reference is a really good one in that we kind of say about what we've done in the week. Like we started doing this thing at work where every morning we, we talk about what we've achieved the day before. And what we yeah. hope to achieve today. Stand ups. Yeah, stand ups. And it's not what did you do yesterday? You know, it's not justify your employment. Like, I had a phone call, I sent an email. I, you know, it's not that. It's like, what did you actually do that moved things on? Yeah. So, and if you didn't move anything, you don't talk about anything. You know, it's yeah. like, oh, I got halfway through it. Today I'm going to finish it off. But achievements is actually, it's not just, yeah, it's not a box ticking exercise. It's, what did I do that made a difference? What did I do that is actually going to change things or improve things or impress someone or help someone? 
you know, so actually measuring things like that is a much healthier way. Um, So it doesn't have to be like, oh, this year I'm going to move house. This year I'm going to lose weight. You know, it's like, no, this year I'm going to, or today I'm going to, you know, what did you do today? So the 365 days, it's like, you know, how many seconds did you have today? What did you get done? Um, I think achievement is a much better way of looking at it. I think achievement becomes um, something like positive reinforcement, which I'm a fan of. Um, you know, it's it's like training animals or your kids because they're basically the same thing. It's positive reinforcement works better most of the time than the negative reinforcement. And so things like achievements become positive reinforcement for yourself, right? You're able to, yes, we have these markers now or we have, social media to really tell us what we did two weeks ago. Um, But having that positive reinforcement versus, you know, Oh, you, you didn't lose 20 pounds like your resolution last year. Are you going to be a failure again this year? You still look like a piece of shit. (laughs) Who is that helping at the end of the day? Like not even telling yourself that. So how did you move things forward versus, you know, making a resolution for an entire year, I'll, I'll never really agree with. And I think something like your standups that you're talking about can be super beneficial, whether it's in a team or yourself, but you're, you're kind of looking at the positive reinforcement of it and saying, what did I achieve? Yeah. And how did I move my life forward? Or how did I, how did I move the thing forward? It doesn't have to be checking the box or crossing the line out completely it could be a series of steps and i don't i don't mean in like a like a self-help way like you know what like exactly yeah, yeah. up in the mirror and like pumping yourself up it's just <laughs> like, what you know what was the point of today and yeah. the point could have been nothing you know i didn't i didn't achieve anything i i had a day off i had a relaxed i was in bed whatever but it's just it, it whether it's a conversation with other people or to yourself just what what am i doing why am i doing it did i get it done uh, yes, although I must admit, I think it's it's with an attitude like that, it is very easy to look back and go, "Shit, this week I haven't done fucking anything." And like that, <clears throat> excuse me, that um, if you get stuck in an attitude of like, "What have I done in the last day, the last week?" Mm-hmm. Um, if you have a shit week, you're already in a bad frame of mind, and you can kind of look back and go, "Fuck, I've achieved nothing," and you know you, that makes you feel even worse, and you get this spiral effect whereas yeah if i if i was to say what did i do in december oh, actually in december i cleaned two workshops and made a couple of miniature knives like fucking whoop de doo um but then if i look back and say right well, what did i achieve uh in the last 12 months i can say actually i had a fucking great time like as a as a person that i've got to go spend time with friends in america in germany in almost every part of the uk i've got to do um all these different things i've got you know even just like um in terms of like in the workshop like all right in the last two days i've made 120 skewers or over the last 12 months i've made 12 uh, 1200 skewers sort of thing like when you when you increase the time scale, you can kind of go, oh, fuck, actually, that's that's great. Because when you're when you've just come off of like a, a high, like going out to, to Germany um, and staying with Laura and Cara and, and all of you guys and everything like coming back off of that, it was like, fuck, yeah, I'm in a really good mood. And I didn't need to look back and go, 
what have I actually achieved? It wasn't until a few weeks later where, you know, I was having a shit week where I was like, okay, well, what have I achieved recently? And yeah, it's, if you only limit yourself to looking back over the last seven days, then it's like, oh, I haven't actually done that much. But when you think about it on grander terms, you realize that actually you have achieved a lot. It's like uh, you saying about the, the decade, the 10 year challenge bullshit thing. Like, the amount of people that that have genuinely achieved some incredible things over that time period. And when you look at it back at it on that and you say, right, well, in the last 10 years, you know, I've, I've gone from being a single layabout loser with no prospects to, you know, I, I own my own house. I've got three kids. I'm married. I'm happy. I've got this. I got that. I got, I've traveled the world or done whatever. Like when you look back at it like that, it's, it's impressive and I think it's it is healthy in a way to look back and go actually what have I done and realize that just because things are moving slowly doesn't necessarily mean that things aren't moving because I think that's that can be the problem for a lot of people is they they only look uh, or if they only look back over a short period it feels like nothing's actually moving whereas sometimes it's just it's the calm before the storm or calm after the storm sort of thing and actually things don't tend to change massively in short period of time it takes time for this like even with um brett going from one side of the country to the other like a just in the time it's taking him to get there it's you know you left gyms a month ago sort of thing he's dragging it out though to be fair yeah well yeah but you know it, it was that 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 whole process has been like two years in the making sort of thing like it's i think it is important to look at things on a grander scale um every so often just the same as i think it's important to um to, to realize that you don't have to always be like, right, this year I'm going to set this goal. Like those small achievable goals are really important. Um, so I think like doing a little bit of each is probably a better way to do it rather than just going, I'm only going to worry about the next 10 seconds or I'm <laughs> only going to look back over the That'd last. Amazing. <laughs> just live your, live your life with 10 second chunks. But we, <laughs> when we, we talk, Right, a bit about sort of like future versions of ourselves and you know past Steve and, and present Steve and stuff. And I think you, you you almost don't have the right to impose those things. Like the the me in a year's time or the me in you know six months time will be a very different person. Yeah. Um and maybe value things differently. Like, you know, I, I don't want to keep using like the weight analogy, but like in a year's time I might not want to lose weight. <laughs> I might want to yeah. put weight on. It might be the opposite, yeah. you know, it might be it might have completely different values about things. Um, and because because it's not healthy to be so single minded and so stubborn about stuff. No, definitely. So, so even to set a yearly goal is almost like imposing a will on 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 this future version of yourself, where you're like, actually, no, I don't, I don't want to do that at all. But for some reason, I've told myself I have to, so I've got to see it through. Yeah, but that that comes down to being able to accept that actually you you can change your goals. Like just because you set a goal, just because you say, actually, you know what. This year, I want to, I want to work on Illustrator more and get to the point by the end of the year where actually I can do it. If six months time, I go, actually, I don't give a fuck anymore because I'm, <laughs> I'm going to draw everything in charcoal that I've made from bees. Like, so bees. What? That- charcoal, you cruel bastard! Exactly. I know you're the you one killing all the bees. Like. Um, but That's yeah, not like- even an efficient use of bees. <laughs> <laughs> The, the black stripes, you just use th- those bits of the bees. He's not even using the whole thing. <laughs> um, but yeah, so, you know, you, you, you know, it doesn't mean that your goals can't change, but I think having, it, it's that whole thing of having a 
um, an end destination in mind. If that destination changes, so be it. But if you don't have any idea what to do, it's that that um, that idea of not doing anything because you you just don't know what you want to do or where you want to go. Like it's like it's like going into the workshop and not having any idea at all what you want to build. For some people, that works brilliantly. For other people, it doesn't, and they just go in and they just kind of stand there and go, uh, and they don't really get anywhere or achieve anything because there's no there's no destination, there's go- no goal, there's no purpose. And I think that's that's all it is for me. It's, it's about um, like having something to work on or work towards just to um just just to motivate myself mm-hmm. um, and like i said i don't necessarily think that has to be like this year it can just be the next month the next over the next 10 years or whatever but it just it's that constant reminder to actually shit i need to do this i need to work on this a little bit more because i haven't done anything on it for the last three months and if i don't work on it then it's just never going to get done Ugh. I like this idea that being able to like you mentioned it a few minutes ago, but the the time having the perspective of time I think helps a lot and would be something I'd like to work on now that you've brought it up, but knowing that looking two to three weeks back or even a month back, I may not have a list of all those achievements that I wanted, but being able to look back through the last year and going, Holy shit. Like we've really gotten a lot done. We've really experienced a lot this year and it should be a little bit more motivating to stop thinking about the, the short term and getting dragged down day to day and more looking at it like, well, look, some, some things will take a couple of months and we'll see where we are once we get there. Yeah. I mean, even down to just like the amount of time that you spend seeing people. Cause I can remember, I think I've said about it on here before, like, um, when, uh, when we were all last together, like separating off and commenting on the fact that actually I, I see you guys more often than I see some of the people that live in this village, like mm-hmm. <laughs> friends, friends of mine who I like spending time with and I don't get to see them that often sort of thing. It's, it's, it, it's only when you look back at it like that, that you realize these things because especially with things that are like, big events you're always going to think about and you're always going to be like, oh shit, yeah, you know, I went to make a central and it was great or whatever. But those little things, uh, unless you look back at it and say, shit, you know what, this year I've only seen my friend in the village twice and he lives in the fucking village. That's what makes you go, yeah, I I need to to not do that again or to do that more often or whatever. Um, So I think it is helpful to think about stuff like that in terms of, short term and long term because like I I've said to a couple of my friends like I want to set a like every other month or something like that we all meet up whether it's at the pub or at someone's house or whatever but just because like over the last three years I can count on my fingers the amount of times I've seen some of these guys and they're people that I absolutely adore like my my aunt and uncle for example the, the ones that I helped move house yesterday it's been 15 years since I last saw them <laughs> But when you think about it on like the short term thing, it's like, oh yeah, but I've been busy all this week. Oh, I'm going to be busy next week, so I, I won't do it. When you look back at it and go, fuck, it's been 15 years since I last saw them. That's what makes you go, shit. Yeah, I should I should probably actually make an effort to to see these people rather than constantly coming up with shit excuses like ah, I'm tired or that's ah, far or whatever. Like it's, I think, like I say, I think the point of the balance between the two is 
is good. And as proved by the fact that I haven't seen my family in 15 years, like I'm not good at it, but it's something that I constantly try and work on. So, yeah. But I think, I think see, seeing those things as achievements is really healthy as well. So like, in, what is it the top nine thing on Instagram where people are like, oh, my top nine posts, my top nine projects. Yeah. Um, instead of that just being, you know, nine things that you've made over the year, it could be one of them's seeing your family. One of them's yeah. a really clean fucking shop that you got cleaned. One of them could yeah. be an awesome meal that you had, you know, and you're going like, I achieved these things as well and giving them credit. It's yeah. not just... It's not just the things that you sort of traditionally value as achievements. So, you know, oh, I finished our project. Here's one yeah. of the nine I did this year. Like, no, some of, some of the things, like you say, Steve, are more pivotal and more yeah. important. And Because and, and I, just very quickly, I was going to say, like, when everyone was doing the top nine thing, I, I genuinely spent um, a good long period of time trying to, because uh, I was going to do, like, the top nine people that I've met this year, like people that I've actually got to meet in person. And, um, and I realized that, each and every person was actually just Tim from Turgworks. <laughs> <laughs> and, and that was it. Like, he's the only person I cared about meeting this year. So, yeah. Oh, fantastic. Uh, yeah. Just as, a, as an example and having this perspective on it, I took my niece and nephew to two movies in two weeks. And I have not seen them in person in two years, two and a half years. So I know that I will look at that as a, an achievement. It didn't take a lot of extra work. It wasn't anything that pulled me out at all. It was just I wanted to spend time with my niece and nephew that I haven't seen and getting to take them out. And they actually rode in my truck. So we got to have some chats in between drives. And, <coughs> excuse me, uh, you know, a goal for me since they were very little has been to just try and be a part of their lives or just try and try to be uh, an ear if they need to bend one and know that they've got this like kooky uncle that's traveling around, but they can, I want to be able to keep in touch with them. So to me, that was an achievement just to be able to, you know, spend some time with the kiddos and I don't even really like kids. I could watch the kids fall off bikes all day. I don't, I don't really care, but it was an achievement. It was a small achievement to, be able to spend time with those two but kind of something i wouldn't measure i don't know that i would measure that in the past it's just like a thing that you do now it feels like an an achievement yeah i mean like like i said like what you value changes day to day let alone over the period of 10 years like me 10 years ago would not give a fuck about the things that i've achieved now um and the same as i don't like i'm not overly impressed with some of the dumb shit that i did 10 years ago like it's it's it it is part of part of getting old growing up (laughs) being mature and all that bollocks um but yeah like your your values are going to change over over the course of years and months and days and weeks like every event that happens to you has some impact on you yeah um well what do they say sorry as a last little thing what do they say it's like uh, time goes faster the older that you get because you have less firsts. You have less first experiences. So things seem to go faster because there's just not as much stuff filling the time. Yeah. Um, I can't remember where I heard that, but it it's always kind of stuck with me for the last few years of just like, oh yeah, last year was a complete blur. It's not because I didn't achieve a lot of things. It's because 
that what we were talking about a, a while ago on this episode of just I'm just staying the course. So those are not first. Those are not new achievements. They are they are the way that I am going. It just feels like less first. So you, I'm I'm going back to this perspective that you're bringing on things of just like realizing the achievements because sometimes I feel like those get just as blurred as the times that you're not achieving things and you roll them all into one ball and say like, well, I didn't do shit. I'm like you did. It's just less first achievements. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think it's, that's an interesting way of looking at it. I think there's, um, there's, like you say, it's far too many people that do just kind of roll everything into one thing. Or, ah, I didn't really do anything. And when you actually analyze it, there there are, but it's, yeah, whether it's a, a first or whether it's just because it's a big event or there was some special thing that happened on it, people kind of, they don't value the the mundane because it, it is that it's mundane. It's It's stuff that happens all the time, but it's still happening. It's still something that's worth, considering um yeah. people don't because they just want the things that are spiffing because it's spa spa that means that i am first and i am going to go with uh someone that i think well a group of people that i think we have spiffed before <sighs> Okay. Um, but for a new reason. Uh, so Matt and Ilya, who were previously on That Works, no, they are on That Works now, who were previously on All Me, um, uh, the Man at Arms, Reforged, and all of that, uh, have a new channel called That Works. Um, they have done some really cool stuff, but they have just released their first full build. Um, and it was of a blade from a anime that I have never watched and I haven't heard of, so I can't really say yeah. how good it was on that basis. But uh, watching um, those guys work was really, really good fun. Best part of it was the fact that Chris was on screen as well. Uh, Yay, Chris King. Glorious and lovely and wonderful, and I miss his fuzzy face. I'm going to help do some flatting with Ilya. Yeah. He, you sure are, buddy. Great. Um, but yeah, the build itself was actually really nice. Um, I liked what they did with a lot of it. There was, it's really weird looking at, um, at the way that these guys work now compared to when I first started watching their stuff like two, three years ago. Um, because back then I had very little smithing knowledge and was just like, oh my God, that's so cool. <laughs> They're hitting bits of hot steel. Whereas now I'm like, oh my God, that's so cool. I hadn't ever thought of doing it like that. Or I wonder why they do it like that. And like, there's a lot more kind of um, questioning to it, but not like questionings in like, they're doing that wrong because they're obviously not. Um, but like questioning is in like, huh, I wonder why they do it like that. Or I wonder how that works or whatever. Like it's, it's quite good. It's got like um, my creative juices flowing as it were. Um, Gross. Yes. So... That works. Go and check them out if you haven't already, because they're good. Brett. Yes. So uh, whilst I was helping my friend Nick do the cleanup, um, one of his friends actually came over who is in the L.A. area but travels out to Joshua Tree quite, quite often. So a um, little bit of divine intelligence putting us in the same place. Uh 
he is an engraver and CNC expert. I don't know. Uh, he, he might not appreciate the expert thing, but he's a great fabricator and designer and does a lot of laser engraving and CNC work. Um, but he's a total oddball, like tattoos, punk culture. We had a lot of talks about music and LA maker scene versus, you know, East coast. Cause I, he spent some time in New York. Um, super, super nice guy. Really, really sweet. And I'm, we have plans to actually meet up out there at some point because he comes out to Joshua tree relatively often and LA is not super far away. We're going to try and see if maybe we could do a little bit of work together uh, between the smithing and then maybe being able to hand off some stuff to him for some really crazy laser engraving or vice versa. We'll have to see how that all plans out. Um, but he, the, the real kicker to it all is he has one of the best Instagram names. <laughs> it is Laser Gnome. Nice. I love it. And it's properly spelled L A S. E R gnome G N O M E. He's small but blossoming, and he does big work for for you know big clients and stuff. But real modest guy with solid work, and he's a total oddball. So I can't wait to see what comes out of him because he he really just started the social media thing and and is kind of getting a fresh start himself. So anxious to support and hopefully work with that kook ball. Nice. Uh, laser gnome laser gnome <laughs> he looks like a gnome how <laughs> if you can pull yourself away from doing the thumbnail because i can see by the smile on your face you're working on <laughs> something hilarious uh what is your or who is your spiff um i'm gonna go with a channel called big car <laughs> because it's wonderful um and at the risk of going into car talk and annoying brett um, it's just lovely stories about where did that come from? Right, cars and dogs. Um, yeah, that's just, not right. like individual stories about sort of iconic cars and and the, the 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 origins where they came from, the history of them. So there'll be like the story of the Land Rover Defender, the story of the Saab 900, the story of the Volkswagen Golf. Um, it's mostly European cars. They have a few um, sort of iconic American cars, but it's it's maybe more tuned towards the, the European audience with some of the sort of classic British cars as well, but just some real icons and really interesting backstories about like, you know, how the Land Rover came into being, the different iterations, the cool like concepts that maybe you've never seen before along the way. Uh, and it all comes up to like present day and, and, and what has happened to these, some of these cars which have faded into insignificance, some that yeah. have become other things or been sold off to other brands and now they live under that name. Um, but it's yeah, yeah. a super interesting channel. Really nice. simple. It's just a guy like in his living room in front of a bookshelf talking about these cars. <laughs> but the the format's super simple. It's really easy to take. Even if you're not a like a gearhead, you can. <laughs> the, sorry, I've just seen the um, uh, the uh, icon, the round yeah. icon on YouTube for it, and it's so simple and beautiful. I love it's it. Shit and terrible. And yeah. that, 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 <laughs> the intro is the same. It's just this really crap like clip art of a car. Yeah, um, but it's just it's just charming. But he 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 knows his shit. He tells us tells a really sort of compelling story. It's all very passionate about these kind of different different stories of of cars. Um, yeah. But if yeah, if that's your thing, get into it. It's called Big Car. Nice. Simple in that. I like and it. It's not about big cars. <laughs> Good show. 
Uh, yeah, that's really nice. I like the look of that channel. I may find myself watching some of them. Yeah. Uh, cool. Is there any other business? AOP. Uh, no. Cool. Uh, Not Al? from my end. Watch um, Control Shift Face, who's like the, the leading authority on deep fakes, um, putting Sylvester Stallone's face onto Macaulay Culkin's face for what is the internet title of the year, Home Stallone. Uh, <laughs> The entire amazing. movie of Home Alone with Sylvester Stallone as Macaulay Culkin. It's amazing. That sounds oh glorious. My God. Can you send me the link so I can put oh. that in the shows? Um, yes. Uh, uh, from my end, there is one little bit of AOB, um, and that is Tim from Turdworks. Boo! Hey, boo! Was previously mentioned on this podcast many a time. Uh, in fact, featured on an episode. Um, and two, is- two times. Three times even. Yeah. Is an all-round awful person. Uh, has a T-shirt shop that's finally opened up. Um, Tim does some really cool uh, little illustrations and things. And he's put them all on some T-shirts. Mm. And you should go buy one because then he can make more. We so Do that. Uh, yeah, I'll put a link for that in the shows as well because it's a link that I don't have at the moment and I can't remember it. So, yeah. Uh, but, yeah, go check that out. Uh, right, I think that is it. Uh, if you want to get hold of us, you can find us in all of the usual social media places. You can find me at Moonshine Metalworks, you can find Brett at Skull and Spade 13, and you can find Al at Al's Hack Shack. And if you want to find us as a group, you can find us at fwtpodcast.com. You can go on to uh, Instagram and go to at FWT podcast and look at all of the lovely thumbnails that Al is currently working on. Uh, you can also join us in the Facebook group for lots of chat with lots of lovely people uh, and see what everyone got for Christmas in the treasure trade. Yeah. Um, so yeah, go and do that because it's good. Uh, I think that's it. So without further ado, we love you. Goodbye. Bye. And he has traditionally a very big face. He does have a large face. Yeah. <laughs>